The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of The Veritas Show, where you listen because you don't want to believe, you listen because you want to know. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for tuning in once again. If this is your first time, welcome and make yourself at home. This is episode number 29. As many of you know, I am fascinated by the enigma of crop circles, and on this show, where there's a topic that interests all of us, we look for the best of the best. Tonight is no exception. Colin Andrews. Colin has been absent from the public eye for almost five years. And we are privileged tonight to have him on as he gets back in the public eye with his new research. Since I wanted to have the best person discuss this topic, a few weeks ago, he finally accepted my invitation. And wait until you hear everything that we discussed. I guarantee it. This will be a fascinating show full of surprises. Colin will be with us shortly. Thanks for your feedback about what I deemed Veritas Disclosure, which was my history on how this show came about. I kept the audio in the Whitley Streber show for 24 hours and now have removed it. Anyone interested can still listen to it at the bottom of the Veritas About page. The Veritas show is syndicated by the following affiliates. K-Rock's Zero Point Radio the Black Vault Radio Network, and the Paranormal Radio Network. 
WPRN 105.8 FM, New Orleans. You can listen to Veritas right on our website, on iTunes, and RSS feeds throughout cyberspace. We are heard in 132 countries. Thanks to you, Veritas is, with no doubt, an international show. And let me tell you about the upcoming guests. Next week, we have Timothy Good, world-renowned best-selling author and UFO researcher. Joanne Sanders, The Secret Space Program. And since the talk of the town is recently the Federal Reserve, I decided to bring on the person who really opened my eyes about this subject years ago, G. Edward Griffin, author of the book The Creature of Jekyll Island. You can't miss these shows. If you need to get in touch with me, send an email to mel, that's M-E-L, at veritasshow.com, or head onto our website and click on the contact button at veritasshow.com. Don't forget to stop by the Manticore Forum, where you can send questions to our future guests and discuss many topics with members around the world. Our chat room is another place where you can interact with me and other listeners around the world, usually on Friday and Saturday evenings. And who knows, Colin Andrews may drop by this Friday to answer your questions. And here's a preview of next week's show with British best-selling author and UFO researcher Timothy Good. Senator Byrd of, of uh, I think, West Virginia, he was well aware, as he stated to me in, in a letter, which I've actually published in my book, that um, he's aware that there's been actual communication. He's, he's spoken to people who have confirmed that there's been actual communication with aliens, recovered craft, and so on and so forth. And unbelievably, they were, they were successful in bringing some of these things down. And this led to retaliation on a worldwide scale not just the United States. By the States. aliens? By the aliens, I, I'm convinced. Yes, there, were unex- there was a series of terrifying, unexplained air crashes, not just military planes, but uh, airliners. Airliners often unable to get off the ground or crashing at the end of the runway, k- killing passengers. Um, military planes colliding with each other as if they'd been thrown together. And a lot of that, I'm quite sure, has been, has been suppressed. There's an awful lot of, of frightening information to come out, but I think hundreds of people must have lost, if not thousands, must have lost their lives. A lot of people have come forward, and uh, it took the military about three weeks before they could, they found a way of deassembling it and taking it uh, to some um, top-secret facility in an Air Force base. So do you believe we've reverse-engineered these craft? Yes, definitely, and, and the Aztec one was the one that gave them the most information, much more so than Roswell. The craft was, was almost as if the creatures and craft were part of a single unit. There was, there was hardly any equipment inside. It's been going on for a long time, and I'm convinced that the reason for it is that, that many of these races are located under sea in huge undersea bases and have been for a very long time. In fact, I think, I think they are our progenitors. They've been here on planet Earth for longer than we have. And many of them retain bases on this planet as well as bases uh, elsewhere in the solar system. And undersea bases are very, very large, I've been told by, by several people. Um, I was told there are two large bases in the Pacific Ocean, one of them extremely large. I was told there's one, certainly one in the Caribbean area, which I'm convinced is Puerto Rico. All over, several, several underground bases 
usually in mountainous regions uh, in the United States and certainly in elsewhere, South America. Alaska, there is a big base. And this was all very real. They were clearly describing an unknown machine. And uh, there was a five-day air sea rescue that had never found the planes or the bodies. And there's a recording of the uh, the uh, communication with yes, the tower. Yes, I don't have that. Um, I wouldn't mind getting a copy, uh, but I don't actually have a copy of it. It's very disturbing. I'll get it for you. I, I'd love one. Thank you, Mel. It's uh, it's very disturbing. You know, we we are we are a crossbreed, if you like. A hybrid. Yes. By making us more peaceful, the better to take over this planet. That is very definitely some of these guys are after taking over this planet completely. Many citizens are led to believe the unknown objects are flying uh, are, are nonsense. And of course, that, that remains the same to this day. It's been very, very effective. You know, little green men, oh, you believe in flying saucers, of little green men. You've only got to say that, and that's it. But uh, it is very real, and they have to debunk it because it is, it is threatening to them, and uh, stability of the world would most definitely be, be affected if, if all the information came out. I wish to make it perfectly clear that the UFOs I saw were structured machines moving under intelligent control and operating beyond the realm of anything I have ever seen before or since. I believe the objects that I saw at close quarters were extraterrestrial in origin and that the security services of both the United States and England were and have been complicit in trying to subvert the significance of what occurred at Rendlesham by use of well-practiced methods of disinformation. We now have the technology to go to the stars. We found the missing equation. All this stuff is buried in black budget, sure. extremely highly classified. It would take an act of God to get this into the public domain for the welfare of humanity. Yes. Our studio is located in an area that doesn't have any air traffic, oh. uh, planes or helicopters. And just a minute ago, I heard... A helicopter fly over here very low, so oh dear. <laughs> I, I don't know. If they know I'm talking to you, Timothy. Yeah. It's been going on for a long time, and um, they're here. And now, get ready to spend a night with the father of the term crop circles. We will discuss the chain of sudden deaths of prominent crop circle researchers, why Colin is back after almost five years out of the public eye, and about the most extraordinary developments in the field of crop circle research. This is to be the most revealing interview in many years. There are so many surprises in store for you. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Don't go anywhere. Timothy Good, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Colin Andrews is a well-known researcher and author 
and is widely acknowledged as the world expert on the crop circle phenomenon. He is the founder of Circles Phenomenon Research International, the first organization established specifically to investigate the crop circle phenomenon, whose scientific investigations are responsible for much of the current information available on the subject. Andrews supervised the largest surveillance project of its kind during 1990, called Operation Blackbird. It was an effort to film a crop circle forming, backed and supported by the British Army, BBC, and Nippon Television, and was watched closely by the international media. Andrews is an electrical engineer by profession and a former senior officer in British regional government. And it is a real honor to have with us tonight the father of the term crop circles, Colin Andrews. Hello, Colin. I'm glad my persistence finally paid off. Welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Nice to be talking with you, Mel. My pleasure. I feel like I have a friend on the line. and I've been talking to you and emailing you. <laughs> Watching your interviews for the last uh, few days, so I feel like I know you more than you know me. <laughs> well, uh, nice to be with you. First of all, congratulations on your Paradigm Research Group Lifetime Achievement Award. I had Stephen Bassett uh, on a few days ago, and we talked about you. He says you're back in the game. How back are you, and what is it that you want to say and do? Well, uh, he is right. I'm very much back. Uh, I, the last four years that I've been... Um, basically in the background. I've been pulling more energy back in, you know, having really spent that last 26 years in a, a fairly hectic lifestyle of traveling all around the world and researching and so on. I needed the break. Um, and after um, this uh, 2080 uh, statement that I made on television in the year 2000, which I'm sure we can talk about, um, I received such a lot of flack um, hate mail, etc., etc. Um, but long story short, I, I needed a break. I've had a break. Um, I didn't really anticipate coming back in, I have to say. Uh, but I, I feel really um, compelled to 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 come back in and, and I have uh, I do have some things to say and uh, you know the the wakening shot I guess the first shot in the uh, rounds that I've basically got behind me that I feel I've got to square up um, was uh, in Washington with Steve Bassett and the ex conference uh, just a few weeks ago so yes I am back and uh, thanks to Steve for the very first presentation actually the second um, uh, we're here and we have a lot to say it seems i'm lucky to get uh, to talk to people i admire and who have been away from the public eye for a while first it was robert morning sky whom you know yes, who do. says hello by the way well, thank you after 10 years sure after 10 years and now after five in fact i didn't realize that you pulled out of the public eye for five years was the ex-conference uh, appearance a sign that you're back and what was the reason for your self-imposed public retreat, and also what motivated you to come back? Well, it, it, the you know I pulled back because I, I needed the break. I, I needed to pull energy in. I I felt that I had done my job. There are many researchers out there now looking at this. But what motivated me to come back primarily uh, was a statement made by another guest of yours that I know you've had on, uh, Nick Pope, uh, who was the former head of the UFO project at the Ministry of Defence in Great Britain. Uh, Nick published yes. um, a statement of the and and making clear that it was the official government statement 
development and position with regard to the crop circles and UFO, uh, which I knew to be, uh, and absolutely knew, to be blatantly inaccurate and, I will say, untrue. I'm not accusing, of course, uh, I have to be careful about this and clear, I've, I'm not accusing Nick of uh, deliberately lying, but uh, here was something that had to be put right because the British government would seem to uh, be and have been uh, appearing to rewrite history uh, now that I was conveniently out of the way. Uh, they were uh, attempting to basically entirely remove myself from the scene and the information that I had uh, with me. And therefore, when uh, Steve Bassett invited me to the X conference a few weeks ago in Washington, D.C., I was very pleased to accept that opportunity of a high-profile um, uh, showing of the evidence, the documentation, and the photographs, or the aerial photographs that the government had taken that I was part of. And uh, uh, I knew a different story, a very different story, to the official government line and that that Nick had been putting out. So that was the first, uh, the first kind of round, as it were, that needed to be squared up. It's out there now. I'm sure you've seen it, Mal. It's all over the internet. And I followed it straight through uh, with an offer from a publishing house to put a book out on that. And it was published in a very short time uh, on exactly the same subject with all of the documentation, the photographs that the government clearly did not want us to see. Is that the book Government Circle? Yes, it is. Yeah. Colin, before we start delving into the crop circle phenomenon and 2012, and yes, for members of the audience, Colin and his wife, Cynthia, have also researched 2012, and they have a book, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's The Idiot's Guide to 2012, am I right? Uh, you are right, Mel, yes. It's not a, um, a title that I would have chosen myself, <laughs> know, as degrading as that, but as you know, it's the Complete Idiot's Guide series of Penguin, and this happens yes. to be on the year 2012, yes. Now, please take us back to the moment in time when you started, and a lot of people may not have heard uh, you. You know, I'm surprised that uh, anybody would not know who you are, but if there's anybody out, out there who doesn't know you, please take us back to that moment in time when you started researching Crop Circles Consciousness 2012 and the vast array of topics you now discuss. If I remember correctly, I heard you say that back in 1983, there weren't any researchers, just the farmers. That, Please give us a summary of how this all started for you. Yes. Um, well, it, it all started. I was a senior official in the British regional government, uh, an electrical engineer by profession. And uh, I was driving on my way to a meeting, uh, just a regular day in central southern England, very close to Stonehenge. I was driving on high ground on my way to this meeting. And I just happened a momentary glance, uh, which I will tell you has changed my life. Uh, it literally was a momentary glance to my left in a vehicle with only myself in it. Um, and I saw... Uh, down in the valley below my vehicle in an amphitheater, you know, a natural kind of valley that looked like an amphitheater, um, a set of five crop circles which were forming a cross. And uh, there was a large central circle, probably 80 or 90 feet in diameter. That's the way it looked from my vehicle with uh, four circles uh, uh, equally spaced, uh, north, south, west, east. That's the way it looked around it. So, um, I took note of where it was. Um, I, I, my first opportunity to pull off the highway, I did. And uh, I eventually turned out being very late for my meeting because I 
walked about 20 minutes down in, it took me 20 minutes to walk down the steep hill into this field. And what I know uh, right from the start, this is in July 1983, was that in walking across... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.